We look at literally, I'm not kidding you, hundreds of video ideas to pick one for the week. And then each of those, we do hundreds of custom thumbnails. And then we do a ton of different titles. And then after video is out, we'll even test those titles, which has been fascinating. But really, it's like putting a lot up front into which videos we do. And then just aim to each week, get a little bit better. And if you can stick with it, I talk about Law of 100, make 100 videos, you will have a successful channel no matter the topic. What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Cheesy Cheese, aka Rabbi Canlose, aka Noah Kagan. We are doing another Answering Your Questions, number siete. Sheva, I don't know it in other languages, but tell me the number seven in your language, and that is what we are doing in this episode. The questions we're going to be answering from Adam, Rebecca, Chris, how to get someone to join something that you did online, how to overcome failure, and three, email list and YouTube strategies. I love this stuff. You're going to love this episode. Stay tuned. And if you have questions that you want to submit to a future episode, go to okdork.com slash asknoah. I'd love to answer your questions. I love you. Let's get it on. Question one from Adam Hobel. What up, man? Your point about winners asking many more times than just once is an idea that has been with me for many years. For people who are polite to a fault and and or afraid of making people dislike them, what would you say is a solid way of asking for something multiple times that you feel is important to your goals of someone who is in a position of power? Luke, use the force. I hate Star Wars. Is it all about practicing being persistent or is there a method that you found works? Thank you. Let's just do two different scenarios about persistence and ways of doing it politely and ways of doing it kind of strange. So there's this guy, let's call him Harvey Heggs. That's his name. And he messages me every day on Instagram. And it's at a point where I'm just like, at a point where I'll block. Because it's just like, hey, can you give me a job? Hey, can I have an intern? Hey, can I have... It's like, (laughs) it's not that I'm even having power. It's not about me with power. Yes, there is status in this global planet. But it's less about power and more about like, if he messaged me and like, hey, no, if you respond, I'm going to send you a million dollars, I would respond. And if he actually had a million dollars, if he didn't have a million dollars, then I'd block him. It really is about how are you messaging that other person? It's less necessarily the power. It's really creating the desire for the other person to be excited to want to respond. So that's Harvey on one side. Now let's go through some other examples and then think of ways of, of approaching this in different things. So Graham Stephan, he's become a friend. I really like this guy. There's a guy named Jack who wanted to work for him. And... Jack emailed him seven times to finally get him to work for him. And it was finally at the seventh thing that Graham was like, fine, here's a crappy, shitty project. If you do it, we'll maybe talk. Jack spent like, basically that night doing the project, I think for free, spent eight hours on it. And now years later, he's making big bucks working with Graham. So what's the difference with those two scenarios? You know, What is the difference? One, persistence pays off. So if you can increase your probability, you will increase your possibility. So what does that mean? Keep doing more increases the chances of things happening. So that's just one. Second quote that I really love around this is persistence beats resistance. If you truly believe it's good for someone else, you probably should never stop. But being annoying is when you're noticing they're never responding to you or not giving you any hope. It's something they probably are not excited to do or not excited to respond about. Let me give you some more specific examples because I think these examples will really hit home about like, Look, Jack Graham said he needed help with something. He was putting it out there, no one, and he, it wasn't getting done. This guy was like, "I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it." And yes, Graham's just got a lot of things going on. Same with my texts or email. It's like a lot is going on, so it's hard to figure out. Okay, what should I pay attention to? So sometimes it does need to be replied to a few times. But two other stories for me that really resonated was Sumo.com. I really wanted the domain, so I spent seven years bugging the person to finally get it. Yes, seven years. So I think the thing to consider is that I kept messaging him. I sent him a lot of different ways to make it interesting for them. I didn't follow up immediately. It wasn't every single day. It was like about once every month. I'd message them for seven years. And so don't ever give up. Find the things you never want to quit on and stick with them. 
and find creative ways. Like, can you send them a snail mail? Can you send them a package? Can you get a referral? I'm doing this thing where I want to meet chief revenue officers and I'm only doing it through referrals and I'm getting about an 80% hit rate because I'm doing custom individualized referrals. One last example of being persistent is there's a guy named Dan Fleischman. I don't really know who he is, but I got introduced to him by my buddy, Brett. And I wanted to interview him in Vegas, literally tomorrow. So I'm just going to pull up my texts just to kind of give you an example. So I got an intro to him like two weeks ago. I messaged him on Monday. Hey, it's Noah. I'm coming here. I would love to promote you to on our YouTube channel. It should reach a million people. Cool. Him saying, yep, let's do it. Me, Monday. Rad. What time is good on this date? Love for you to do it. Nothing heard back. Tuesday. Checking back on above. Nothing. Thursday. Hey, I'm flying. When's good? In that moment, I made it a really no-brainer for him to be excited, and I didn't find it annoying to keep going. There's a little bit of circumstantial versus me just giving you a blanketed answer. But taking a step back, people will only dislike you if you don't think it's actually good for them, or you harass them, or you're annoying. And polite to a fault is a good thing, but if you are asking someone for something and you genuinely believe it's good for them, it's polite to do the thing that you actually think is good for them. If it's really about yourself and totally selfish shit, then don't. I would think about it, how do I practice this, right? So you can practice it with the coffee challenge. Coffee challenge is you go to a store. I've said this a lot of times. You ask for 10% off and they reject you and that's it. You can practice this with this, what is something you want that you need to ask someone else for? And don't worry about you getting rejected. It's not you getting rejected. It's the idea and the item and the experiment getting rejected. And really just think, this is something I think about for a lot of things. Like in life, I make mistakes or I do this thing and I'm like, oh, I'm such a bad person. It's like, no, I'm practicing something. It's not perfection. I do stuff like where I'll ask people for newspapers in airports. I'm like, hey, can I read your newspaper? So put yourself in a little bit safe, uncomfortable. Even here's the safest one I've ever thought of. Ask someone for the time. There's really no reason for anyone to reject you. And it's a really good way to start putting yourself where like, hey, I'm just going to practice asking for something, getting it, and then eventually be like, oh, I can do this on other things. The one last thing I'd say about persistence is have a dream or have a reason why you're doing it. And that will help you persist. I really wanted Sumo.com. Like there's certain people I've wanted to interview like this Dan guy. Okay, so I really want to interview. So I'm going to be persistent because sometimes you have to be persistent to beat resistance. So come back also to a why. That's a lot of different stories and experiences. I hope, Adam, that helps you on your quests. Canadians, I don't know if you're a Canadian, but Canadians are polite by nature. Maybe use your politeness to get people's attention. Be persistently polite. Also, I've asked people, hey, am I being annoying here? If I am happy to stop. You'd be surprised. Sometimes people say yes. Sometimes like, no, actually, I was just really busy. Question two, Rebecca Randall. What a double R name. How do I get students to join my online webinar class for singing with the least amount of marketing budget? I've been a singing lesson and speech lesson coach for 30 years, and most of them simply want one-on-one person training. So I think what I would be mindful of is, are you trying to get a paid group class? So I think what we do a lot of times in marketing and business is we say like, I'm going to go from A to B to C when really, how do I go from A to C? And what you want to see is either group paid classes or individual paid classes. And I think a webinar, which was what it sounds like is, hey, I want to do free gifts, free education to get people excited. And I'm going to transition them into a paid customer later. What I would actually do is if you've been doing it for 30 years, what are all the ways you've gotten paid customers so far? I would do that. And I know you want some secret magical thing. I don't think you have to spend any money for that. You don't have to pay for ads. You don't have to wait. So number one, how did you get these people in the past so far? Number two, all the people who've had your class and liked you, ask them for one specific referral. Hey, can you refer me one other girl or boy, this age, this geo, one person specifically that I should talk to. I do this, I mentioned earlier in the show, we're recruiting for a chief revenue officer. So I email people a lot. I'm like, hey, we're friends. Hey, we're friends. Like, let's talk. The same thing goes with this is that sometimes you have to follow up with these people and make it easy to do referrals. So when I'm doing the chief revenue stuff, 
I say, hey, at the end of those chats, I'm like, who's the best chief revenue person that you would hire for your company? Like, oh, that person was really good. Great. Can you introduce me to them? No. All right. I'll get them myself. So I think number one, just go back and revisit what helped you get people in the past. Do more of that. And secondly, get some referrals from people that have already had success from you. We want some secret, new, cheap, affordable way. I love it too. There's a lot of ways that that can happen. You could do content. I'm sure there's other you know, knickknacks we can talk about, but really go back to the basics and go back to what works and you'll actually get the results again. Maybe some of those clients who you had in the past will want to re-sign up. Just a thought. Question number three, Chris Mallett. I've just re-listened to the old Brian Dean episode on the podcast where he asked about the benefits of mailing out YouTube links to his email list. So what is Noah's current YouTube promotion strategy, email and blotted blog post? And how have these affected your YouTube stats? Any key takeaways? You're the man, Noah. Chris, you're the man too. You're the man now, dog. All right. So here's a note from George, our intern. He said, I took a look at the Fisherman video and Supercar. These are two recent videos on youtube.com slash okdork. Make sure you subscribe and like. And notice there was only a small bump in viewership when we email it out. The main thing is just to make an awesome video people would click on and keep their attention for as long as possible. And the YouTube algorithm will do most of the heavy lifting. That's literally the basics. I mean, George is 100% right for once. Just kidding. I love you, George. George has got it. And Chris, YouTube is hard and easy at the same time. YouTube really cares about only two things, your CTR and your AVD, click-through rate and average view duration, which means number one, do you have a title, topic, and thumbnail that people actually want? You should be aiming for 5%. And do you have an average view duration, which keeps people on the YouTube site? That's it. And you should be aiming for at least a five-minute AVD in these different videos you're doing. We used to think embedding and emailing them out would get you bumps and all that stuff. And that was good. But we've since beaten Brian Dean's YouTube subscribers, which is not my goal. I think we are. And Brian is not as focused on it. I think our team is focused on it, which is a little bit different. I love Brian. He's one of my best friends. But really, the only difference in our strategy from when we went from like 50 to 100 to now going from 250 to 500 is really just the quality of our videos. We're only doing three a month versus three a week. And those two numbers, which is, is our title, topic, and thumbnail, excellent. We put a lot of time into it. We look at literally, I'm not kidding you, hundreds of video ideas to pick one for the week. And then each of those, we do hundreds of custom thumbnails. And then we do a ton of different titles. And then after video is out, we'll even test those titles, which has been fascinating. But really, it's like putting a lot up front into which videos we do. And then in terms of the AVD, a lot of it is looking at your retention stats. So where are people dropping off? Like We notice people love seeing me get rejected. People like seeing females in the video. So all right, how do we do a little more of that? Maybe Noah's commentary. So go look at those two stats. And those would be the main things. I really think it's just like looking at these stats on a line graph so you can see it over a period of time and then just aim to each week get a little bit better. And if you can stick with it, I talk about law of 100, make 100 videos, you will have a successful channel no matter the topic. If it's in fruits, if it's in gardening, if it's in water bottles, if it's in watches, if it's like me in business inspiration, just try to find the thing that those things and keep improving them. The only last thing I'd say about YouTube, and this is frankly marketing in general, There's things you want to do that you like, and there's things that your customers want, and you have to do what the customers want ultimately. And so with our YouTube channel, after 150 videos, five of them really did well. And the number one that did well was me asking people about how they made their money, knocking on doors, going up to yachts, going up to cars. That works. And so if you look at our content, about 80% of our videos are around that topic and it's working. And eventually it won't work. And ideally, we're experimenting with other content that will lead to future categories. But try to find maybe a theme or two that you can repeat that you know your audience or potential new audience is going to really enjoy. And how you know they're going to like it, your CTR goes up and your AVD goes up. Those are my two things. If you like this episode and you want more Noah answering your questions, number seven, eventually a number eight, that's Ocho, that's Shimone. What is in other languages? Tell me your number eight in your language. 
But submit questions at okdork.com slash asknoah. I'm doing stuff on TikTok, tiktok.com at Noah Kagan. Also, slide in my DMs at, at Noah Kagan on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of these episodes. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go ask each other questions. <laughs> also, make sure to go to appsumo.com slash Noah and join our newsletter. We have an amazing site for software deals where you're going to get the best price on products to help you start or grow an online business. Check it out at appsumo.com. And thank you to my amazing team, George, Nikki, Cam, Mitchell, Jeremy, Jen, and all these other people who make it amazing. I love you guys and Jason at podcasttech.com for doing these episodes. I'll see you out there and I love you. Pew, pew. Yeehaw. Have a cool day. What's your favorite day of the week? I don't know. What's my mainly? I like Tuesdays. Nah, fuck Tuesdays. Thursdays are pretty good. I'm liking some Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs>